Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Just New Movies podcast, the show where we review a seemingly random film currently not in theaters. My name is Ben Pearson and today we're going to be talking about Howard Franklin and Bill Murray's 1990 film Quick Change. Joining me is my regular co-host Tyler. How's it going, man? Ben, it's great. Uh, New York City, the greatest city in the world, presumably, unless you're Bill Murray as a clown, then uh, the city's horrible. Yes, we will talk about that. I'm looking forward to it. It's one of my main talking points. So, uh, if you guys are just (laughs) joining us for the first time, welcome. You can find new episodes of the show at podtyrant.com. You can listen to all of our back episodes at njnmpodcast.blogspot.com. We are going to start off with a quick section called Just New Movies, where I will mention just a handful of new films that are coming out this month, July of 2017, and then we will move into our review of the month we're not going to finish with listener voicemails and emails because i'm almost certain that we don't have any so if you want to you can leave us a voicemail at 904-469-6566 or email us at notjustnewmovies at gmail.com if for some reason you feel like contacting us feel free go ahead we'll see what happens with that so uh jumping on in to the not just new movies section or the just new movies section jeez man that's this new title is throwing me off all the time so jumping into this new section uh we've got spider-man homecoming coming out tyler yeah are you excited about this one i'm you know i'm uh as excited as anyone can be at this point for the new marvel movie that's coming out this month yes Uh, it's kind of like a comic book where it's like okay yeah maybe i'll get to that eventually well put Um, well put yeah uh (laughs) so spider-man i've seen so many spider-man movies yeah you know i I think the only exciting part for anybody is the person who's playing spider-man yeah and oh yeah i've been picked to be spider-man yeah and luckily tom holland is really great as uh as spidey this time around but uh so you've seen it i have i have seen it it is very good talk about it no, I can okay. talk about it. It's good. It's good. Oh, okay, okay. Does uh, it have all the Sp- Spidey originals? Bruce Campbell? You got... Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't... Little, uh, Spider-Gwen in there? This is not a Raimi movie, unfortunately. But, uh... Mm. So, we've also no, got... Lucy Lawless? <laughs> no, she is not. Does nowhere, Bonesaw return? <laughs> nowhere to be seen. Bonesaw, actually, surprisingly, the main villain of this movie. I don't know why. Oh, nice. Uh, no, it's not. Um... War for the Planet of the Apes also comes out. You've got Dunkirk. You've got Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, this big sci-fi movie from uh, Luc Besson. And then you've got Atomic Blonde, uh, you know, Uh kicking off or rounding out, roundhouse kicking off the month. I don't know. Uh, Wrapping up the month there. Charlie's kicking some ass as an 80s set spy in russia or something i don't know like cherry 9000 or something sure yeah i have no idea what that is but uh i'm yeah, gonna I say yes that's that uh i think that's that uh uh what's her name meredith something movie mm. wow we are research my jokes we before, are on right? it today folks on well, it today <laughs> it seems it seems apropos though considering the movie we're watching that like, is true they they were a bunch of bumbling criminals and we're a bunch of bubbling podcasters yeah for sure uh speaking of bumbling let's go into the t-spot this is the part of the show where (laughs) where i just throw it to you and you can talk about whatever the hell you want well ben you know we hosted the five cast low those many years and uh the five cast and stuff youtube channel it's uh trying to have a breath of new life trying to manipulate the youtube algorithm so yeah 
I, I use the hashtag or tag like thousand degree knife and fidget spinners and <laughs> Minecraft and toy reviews just to try to like just get like maybe a million views like yep. to scrape the edge of what some of these uh, videos get nowadays. Um, but yeah, you'll see old episodes of the Fivecast, maybe a few of those random podcasts you and I have done, and sure. maybe even a few episodes of the Not Just New Movies podcast. We'll see. All right, I like it. Uh, so, so going over there to uh, YouTube.com, type in Fivecast. You won't find it right away. It won't recognize the phrase Fivecast, so just make sure you search for Fivecast, no spaces, uh, or Fivecast podcast works as well. So we are making this as difficult as possible for the yeah. oh, viewers. Yeah. Love it. It's hard to break in at this point. This is not 2005 anymore. Yep, good stuff. All right, so uh, with that, let's go ahead and dive into our review of Quick Change. Let's make a commitment. Let's not be like every other couple on the IRT. Will you rob a bank with me? I will, Grim. I will. Hey, I got three more minutes. We're closed, bozo. Let's not mess with me today. What the hell kind of clown are you? To crying on the inside kind, I guess. Oh, Fill this up with regular, please. This is our perpetrator. Every kind, every build, red nose, blue hair. It was the perfect crime. Nice. Now, all they need to do is get to the airport. Did we miss the expressway? Getting farther away every second. By car. Oh, we're really making progress now. I saw a sign, Phyllis. Three of them out there shouting with glee. Taxi! By cab. Buddha Hadoo. Airport. Look. Buddha Hadoo. Huh? Great. And what did you think of straight to Sing Sing? There's a real camera. Stop Taxi! By foot. <laughs> By bus. You go to the airport? Near the airport. That is an exact change. You better get some help. You're becoming Ralph Cramden's evil twin. By midnight, Bill Murray. Right, can we just calm down a little, please? Gina Davis. Oh, well, we'll never make the flight. We'll have to sail a raft to feed you like Thor Heyerdahl. <gasps> please, God! Randy Quaid. We need a cab! One loud freaking cab! Jason Robards. So easy getting in. No way out. In a major oh. metropolitan comedy. <laughs> Quick change. Was that our plane? No, no. If it were our plane, it'd be crashing. God, I hate this town. All right, Tyler, quick change. Directed by Howard Franklin and Bill Murray. This is the only director uh, yeah. directing credit of actor Bill Murray. Uh, so the first thing I thought when I saw that. Yeah. Was, this, is this a Bill Murray solo directing film? Yeah, co-directed with the guy who wrote it, Howard Franklin. I don't know what else he's done because I have not uh, properly prepared for the show. Um, yep. He directed yep. a movie called The Name of the Rose and uh, yeah, a bunch of stuff that I've never heard of. So great stuff there. Good job, Mr. Franklin. Uh, so, Tyler, this movie starts <laughs> yeah. out... Uh, one way, and then sort of pivots to something totally different. Uh, uh-huh. Did your thoughts and and maybe your uh, appreciation of the movie or anything like that uh, feature a similar pivot in this movie, or were you sort of with it all the way through? What do you think about Quick Change? I, well, surprisingly, I didn't get it till the very end. I had actually tuned into this movie on like a TBS Superstation viewing, like mm-hmm. half may, halfway, maybe three quarters of the way done, and so I remembered. Oh yeah, I've seen this. Um, but yeah, it was just a lovable romp, and uh, I, I didn't notice a pivot. Maybe the uh, 
maybe we'll narrow that down in a second. But, yes. uh, yeah, they had me the whole time, yeah. Cool, yeah. I uh, I think I had seen this when I was 12 or something, but I only remembered the opening, uh, you know, five minutes or something. And that's basically mm-hmm. what I was getting at with the pivot. It's, it's it, it sort of presents itself as... You know, oh, this is going to be like a heist movie, like a like a bank robbery movie, sort of like um, yeah. like now uh, you see me too, or yeah, or like Inside Man <laughs> or something, where the whole thing is set inside the bank during the robbery, oh, yes, and it yes, really, yes. you know, within I don't know, I didn't check my watch while I was watching it, but within I don't know, fifteen or twenty minutes or something, uh, that part of the movie is over, and you realize that uh, that everything you'd seen uh, okay. up until that point had been. Uh, an act basically and that Bill right. Murray and Gina Davis and um, Randy Quaid's characters are all we're all playing roles and are all sort of uh, in this this heist together um, so that was the pivot and then the whole thing is basically okay. about them they've pulled off this you know quote unquote perfect heist and then it's all about them just trying to get out of New York City to leave and go live the rest of their lives on an island somewhere but the city yep. itself just you know sort of sucks them down into the mire and the the quagmire and all that stuff um mm-hmm. you mentioned uh <laughs> you mentioned earlier about the about yeah basically uh yeah like Bill Murray trying to get out of the city and i think that's like a lot of times you hear um, movie directors and writers and all this stuff talking about how a certain movie uh, is a love letter to a certain city. This is almost like a hate mm-hmm. letter to the yeah. city of New York, which is something it's that... It's not nice. A, yeah, it's an interesting take. You know, you don't really see that kind of thing very often. It's like, a lot of times it's like lovingly shot, you know, right. stuff of landmarks or whatever. This is like, the whole movie is really about... Um, you know how sort of crappy the city is and and yeah. how bad these people are at navigating it and living in it uh yeah. and you know i'm sure you could tell a parallel story that's right next to this one of people who are better equipped to handle the city's uh uh chaos and whatever better better able to sort of leap the hurdles that the city may throw at them but it's just yeah. um it's sort of an interesting uh uh, approach to a movie that I hadn't really... I can't remember seeing something that's so um, overtly negative about the place where it's set, uh, and it's set in a real place, not like, you know, Westeros or something. Right. Um, well, we could do an economic analysis of the film where comparing it to someone who thinks of New York City as, like, a traffic stop, and they're like, it's the greatest city in the world, and then, like, The Rock in his $3,000 suit gets on his private jet and leaves, mm-hmm. while the rest of, you know, regular New Yorkers have to stay in the shithole right. and go to their, like, their uh, corner groceries that are robbed constantly and yeah. you know, have to actually be there and never be able to escape. Uh, I think that's pretty funny, actually, yeah. that they the whole movie was kind of them trying to just get out of the swamp. Yeah, and not drain the swamp, but get out of the swamp <laughs> of New York City. Yeah, and it's funny too because it's not just them that feel this way. It's Jason Robards, right. the uh, what, what is his name? Um, uh, Rotzinger. Yes, Rotzinger. Yes, the the police chief who uh, is basically you know close to retirement. He's he knew, yeah. you know he's looking for that one big 
you know, being able to bag that one last criminal kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so even the mob bosses are trying to get out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lombino, that, that guy who... Uh, <laughs> and Stanley Tucci's character who hates being in the mob. <laughs> yes. My God, I was so Sir excited. I, I was so excited to see Stanley Tucci pop up in this because yeah. I had not really... You know, Tucci is one of those guys that always seems like... Um, he is a certain age and has been that way forever. Right. So to see him even slightly younger than he is now, it was like, oh wow, that's crazy. So yeah. uh, I had no idea that he was in this, and I was. Um, I liked. I, I liked how all the names up top in the credits. It was like Stanley Tucci, Tony Shalhoub. I'm like, oh, all these guys are in, it. and they all play like bit parts. Yeah, and of course, Tony Shalhoub, a la Wings, plays a cab driver, so it makes sense. Yeah, and Tony Shalhoub, I don't think speaks a word of English in the entire movie, nope. and it's like, no. man, he, this was back, uh, I guess, 1990. They were still doing the, uh, you know, <laughs> that kind of casting where it's like. Um, you know, so uh, like blatant, look, yeah, blatantly like just um, stereotypical based on looks alone. You know, yeah, you look um, quasi Middle Eastern, maybe <laughs> we'll full uh, Middle America. Yeah, I wonder what he was if he was even speaking a real language. Um, or we're full if, fans of Mister Destiny, no problem. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, what did you? I mean, did, did you like this movie? Would you say that? Would you I recommend did. it to people? Well, Ben, you know me. I mean, there's an algorithm here. If you have a smoky helicopter shot of a city while saxophone music plays in the background, either at the beginning or the end of a film, yep. I'm totally on board. And, I guess it was uh, at the end, right? It was at the end. You got it right yeah. at the end there. So I'm <laughs> automatically a fan of this movie. Uh, it uh, didn't really... I, I mean, it does look like a film from New York, I think. It kind of had that 80s New York, like Ghostbusters or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. or uh, It's actually Chicago. Uh, what's the other one I was thinking about? Uh, well, any New York film in the 80s, I guess. Sure. Count. Oh, Legal Eagles, although I don't think that was New York either. <laughs> I saw that recently. <laughs> really good. Um, but, yeah, I like the characters. I like the trifecta. I liked the kind of the random stuff that they kept running into. I mean, yep. it was... It was something I probably would have watched as a kid over and over again. I like like Baby's Day Out was one of my other yeah. films where it was like just random stuff keeps happening to everybody. Yeah, and, and the, uh, the yeah, not bad, not bad. The randomness of it sort of makes it feel like the movie is written. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you can watch a movie and just get like fully sucked into the story, and it doesn't really feel. You never think about. Um, you know, some guy in a coffee shop writing the script for the the thing that you're watching. You're just sucked uh-huh. into the characters or whatever. But because of all these different random events that seem to, you know, pop onto these characters one after the next after the next, I sort of, every time that would happen, I would, it would take me out of the movie a little bit, but not in a bad way, which is weird. Because a lot of times when I'm taken out of a movie, I'm like annoyed with the film for some reason. Yeah. But it's sort of like, oh, I see, you know, this is another way that you could do I just sort of imagine the writer right. having a lot of fun coming up with these random ways. And I guess, you know, a lot of that I think depends on how the rest of the movie is behaving, you know, like whether it, um, it makes me, uh, angry when I'm taken out of a movie or whether I appreciate, uh, what the people are trying to do has a lot to do with, um, how the film is being presented. And this seems like sort of a lighthearted, uh, you know, charismatic, like, decent bill murray performance like there's not really a lot to dislike about this movie from yeah. my perspective i think so um so yeah i, really I enjoyed I, bill murray's character his dry humor and i was thinking about like much like i was thinking with mr destiny who else could have played that character and i think bill murray kind of hammered it to the point where it was like well i mean 
what Steve Martin maybe could have been another cool yeah, yeah. cat. But Bill Murray's just dry sarcasm, <laughs> like every single joke yeah. that may or may not have been a joke. Just him delivering a line was good enough for me. So yeah. it didn't have to be like wacky and crazy. Right, they didn't have to like fall on their butts and fart and you know, <laughs> yeah, like an Adam Sandler flick. But uh, I, yeah, I thought it was humorous in its dryness. I thought it was crazy in its uh, coincidences, mm-hmm. and uh, a definitely could have replaced uh randy quaid yeah um, that's really. what i was just like getting ready. Was, was my just, replacement yeah i was just getting ready to say randy quaid was the weak link for me he just seemed yeah. like um like a little bit too manic or something like <laughs> uh, you know a little too crazy and of course he's like i guess he's supposed to be because he's the part he's the character mm-hmm. that sort of um sets the whole thing into motion by like accidentally honking the horn and then he you know freaks out so much that he runs out of the moving cab and slams into the the newspaper stand um so he's supposed to be this sort of like uh unhinged character but it it just seemed like uh, it seemed like everybody else was in a slightly different movie than he was you know he was like playing it a little bigger a little you know playing to the cheap seats a little bit um and everybody else seemed to be uh you know on a, a slightly different page but um yeah he's old people funny yeah, yeah, that's like the true. Old people that take their grandkids to this movie, they'll be like, "Oh, that Randy Quaid, he's so crazy." Yeah, you mentioned uh, Ghostbusters. I wonder if you picked up on what I thought might have been a Ghostbusters reference in this movie when uh, Randy Quaid tells Bill Murray, "ESP exists. You proved it." Did you catch that line? I was like, wait, oh. is he talking about the opening of Ghostbusters where Peter Venkman is like trying to trick people too. into thinking that uh, that ESP is a real thing? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I wasn't yeah, sure that's about quite, that. Well, he did prove it, I guess, in the movie, but that would also have been excellent if he was referencing uh, <laughs> Peter Venkman's parallel self. Yeah. Um, yeah, this movie sort of... Gina Davis, Ben, talk about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, she was really good. I think um, I have not seen very many Gina Davis movies, and I feel like I need oh, to uh, rectify that. The because Fly. I've, yeah, um, definitely The Fly, which I think we reviewed. Earth Girls Are Easy. Uh, yeah, I think we reviewed that one, too. But, uh, you know, I've probably only seen around. five or six um, total, so... I think uh, she did a really good job of sort of holding her own against Bill Murray, who at this point in 1990 was like a whirlwind who could barely be controlled. Um, so I think you got to give her props to, you know, for being able to sort of, uh, yeah, hold her ground um, in the next to the tornado that is Bill Murray. Um, really? I never thought of him as a tornado. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's crazy, dude. Like, uh, you know, you've never heard those stories about him filming Ghostbusters and just like those guys like walking down the street and just he knew everybody and it was like a party he you know because of his snl fame he just like he reached this level where he was just like a he was like one of the biggest stars in the world around that time so it was like a huge a huge thing for um and you know a lot of times like i I read all this stuff about tom cruise and the new mummy movie and how he uh as soon as he came on board he sort of like made them make it more of a Tom Cruise movie and made his character cooler than he was and that kind of thing. And it's yeah. like, you know, you hear stories about that, that He's kind like of a thing. Hieroglyphics professor, but he also like <laughs> is super jacked. Yeah. You haven't, hear... haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. But, Me neither. Uh, Me neither. How right am I? I don't know. I haven't seen it either, but, uh, <laughs> but probably spot on, but you know what I mean? Like you hear stories uh, like that kind of thing where, you know, big stars have a huge impact on, um, 
you know, sort of reshaping movies in order to uh, make themselves look better or whatever. And I feel like that right. Bill Murray, because he directed this movie, um, maybe had uh, a better sense of control over it instead of uh, having to sort of um, force by power of sheer personality himself onto the movie. It was like he could co-direct the movie around himself. I don't know if that makes yeah. any sense, but um, but yeah, the only other thing I think, I mean, we we don't really need to go through the plot of this movie because partially because really I, I want people to see it and because I watched it pretty fresh. I think, like I said, I might have seen it when I was like 12, but I remember nothing about it. Um, I, I want people to see this just to sort of be whisked away uh, uh, with the plot twists like we were. Um, but the only other thing I was going to say about it is that it reminds me of like the opposite of uh, a movie like Ocean's Eleven where everything, you know, they, they clearly lay out a plan and right. the joy of the movie is about everything falling into place and yeah. um, and the plan, you know, going perfectly. And this was like they lay out a plan and everything goes wrong for the whole yeah, thing. That's and a good way it, of looking at it. It's like there, you know, there's something satisfying about watching stuff uh, fall into place when it's executed well, like it is in the Ocean's Eleven franchise, but um, or trilogy or whatever, even the old one too. But uh, but there's also something satisfying about watching everything just get completely kicked in the teeth, like it happens in this movie. So. Um, yeah, I, ultimately, I think this is a, a really enjoyable movie that's, uh, yeah, you know, it's like a small scale kind of thing. Uh, it's one of those movies that I feel like probably slipped through the cracks for a lot of people. It may have been on HBO when we were kids and maybe people caught it then, but it's not something yeah. that people really talk about these days anymore. Um, yeah, it's no Goonies. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have any sort of cultural relevance. Uh, and, Neither you know, Goonies. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you personally because that movie is garbage. Never um, seen it. Really? Oh wow! You would hate no, it. I, like I think. It. Yeah. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure you would hate it. I think. I, I don't know. I, I, like everyone would love it as a kid, but if you watch it for the first time as an adult, which is what I did, I think right. you'll you have a different outlook on life than you did when you were nine. So it's like, yeah. this movie is terrible. You can't put right. yourself as much as you would like to, you can't force yourself back into the mentality of a nine year old. It's just not possible, but yeah, um, they play clips of it all the time on XM maybe's on eight. And uh, they're like, Goonies never say die. And they're like, get the treasure. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the DJs will talk over the next song as usual. So. Oh yeah. Switch quickly switch the channel. Yep. Yep. Anyway, Ben, uh, HBO, HBO now, HBO go, check it out. Quick change. Uh, yeah, help that's where it get is. Some of those directorial res- residuals. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Gina Davis should be in more stuff. I, I, that's yeah. kind of the conclusion of my part. For sure. Yeah, I definitely. I need to see more Gina Davis movies just because I, I think I've liked her in pretty much everything we've seen her in for this podcast. So. Although The Fly was kind of gross. That was a Cronenberg. I mean, it those was are always weird. Yeah, it was definitely weird and gross, but I think it was good. To, I don't know. I don't remember what I thought about it. We go back and listen to our review to see yeah, but uh, i think it was episode oh boy 14 maybe oh wow that was 13? early early on early on yeah so pat a pat was still on there oh yeah that's right allowed to say his name yeah we are yeah former okay. uh, former co-host pat but uh the so world s- outside check out his youtube channel <laughs> The life after, but. the life after. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, uh, Tyler, I think there's an announcement that needs to be made here. 
And that is, yeah. uh, this is the point of the show where we would normally bring out our old friend, the Not Just Pneumatic Movie Tube, to mm-hmm. announce what movie we're going to be talking about next month. But um, this uh, episode marks the one-year mark of uh, the resurrection of the Not Just New Movies podcast. So back in right. July of 2016, we launched uh, episode 101, which was the E.T. Uh, review. Yeah. And since then, we've done monthly reviews for the past year. And uh-huh. uh, I think at this point, we're just going to take a break from the show. We're going to step back yep. from it for a little bit and then maybe come back with uh, season three or whatever you might want to call, you know, this uh, NJNM 3.0 or something like uh-huh. that sure. uh, at some point in the future. I think you and I both have a lot going on right now. Uh, I am writing uh, at SlashFilm.com. They have a daily uh, movie news podcast that I've become sort of a frequent guest on, so I'm doing that. Tyler's got his own thing going on, so there's a lot of stuff right. uh, happening happening at this moment, uh, and I think it's just going to be best for the show for us to uh, yeah just take a step back from it, see what the listener reaction, if any, if there is one, uh, might hmm. be to such a thing, and uh, and then maybe yeah, depending on our schedules and all that stuff, we'll have to see when we can come back together and. And, uh, you know, the, the Voltron will form once again to uh, mm. produce new episodes of the show. But um, so, yeah, I think I, I got to say, you're really blindsiding me here, man. Uh, <laughs> I, you know how much I rely on this show for, like, income and monetary assistance. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks for giving me a heads up before recording. I am uh, I'm shocked and appalled that you've been making any money on this. a few Amazon orders. <laughs> <laughs> because I have been making nothing this entire time. I think we have Ooh. maybe five listeners total, I would guess. But uh, for plan your uh, Google Analytics better, yeah, for sure. Uh, (laughs) Or maybe we should, uh, I don't know, talk about movies that aren't thirty years old that have zero cultural value. I don't know. Um, No, see, let's talk about this for a second. If if there are movie podcasts, and we know there are, and if there are many of them, and they all do the weekly releases, and we're doing quick change from 1990. Right. I mean, come on, audience. Let, let, you know, you listen to one Transformers The Last Night podcast, then you listen to the only Bill Murray-directed film out there. Come <laughs> on. I, I mean, you need to funnel in at some point. Yeah, I mean, that was our initial uh, thought about the you know yeah. the creation of the show. It just didn't seem to work out the way that we uh, might have expected it to. And we got started, like, relatively early on in the podcasting game. I mean, we weren't, like, uh, pioneers, right. I would say. But we were, no. we were before the new wave of podcasts for sure um we were like the 49ers except we came in at like i don't know 57 1857 and like all the gold was gone oh i see i thought i was like are you talking about football and they came in in 57th place in the league i don't know what you're where you're going with this but yeah no i totally get you now uh, history joke yes um all right so uh so yeah we're gonna skip uh the not just pneumatic movie tube uh Tyler, i do have do, a poll in case, yeah uh, that's what i was yeah. gonna say you want to wrap this up with a, a sure. twitter poll one last hashtag njnm 1v1 for the road yeah. i guess uh Let's uh, let's talk about uh, Bill Murray's greatest uh, directing gigs, and uh, we only got one option here to choose from, and it's Quick Change. So, your favorite Bill Murray directorial <laughs> debut? Uh, I don't only know directing project. I don't know if Can you the, do it. Um, yeah, I don't think the poll will allow you just oh, no. to have one option. So maybe uh, maybe I had this you whole could bit ready, but you could do like uh, the one option could be uh, Quick Change, and then the other option could be. 
Um, Not quick change. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm trying to think of. We we'll have to come up with a way to phrase it where the second answer also means quick change. <laughs> but but so how about, you're how about forced this, to pick it. Uh, just greatest Bill Murray movie: Ghostbusters, Groundhog's Day, Quick Change. Or uh, Ben, go ahead with the fourth one. I can. Um, I would say. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, the man who knew too little. Let's just okay. throw that one out Great. there. Sounds good. Um, cool. Yeah. So you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at NJNM Podcast. You can vote in that poll. You can leave a detailed response uh, using the hashtag NJNM1v1. That sort of uh, explains your vote. If you mm-hmm. care to do something like that. Uh, we yeah. will not be back anytime soon to talk about it, but you can feel free to hit us yeah. up on Twitter, uh, and we'll maybe chat at you there uh, if we decide to check that account. Uh, you can hit me up on my personal account, at Ben Pears, anytime. I may or may not respond to you. I don't know what's going on. I can't promise anything. Tyler, we, we both have lives to live. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be doing when these people try to talk to me. Here's, Who knows? Yours is much uh, more exciting than mine. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, where can people uh, track you down online? Should they feel the need to do so well ben of course don't don't fail to mention slash daily uh which you appear on right yes yeah is not the, not every podcast? day but uh that is oh, okay. the new All podcast right. at uh slash film.com and they basically get uh the writers of the movie news on the site of which i am one to come on and okay. talk about uh that day's news or the next morning's news that kind of thing so nice. uh yeah and check then, that out uh, yeah. Podtyrant.com. We got uh, Cinematic Sound Radio over there. We got Nonpod. We got uh, Bad Wolf Radio. We got Stream- Screen Watchers Guild. You got, uh, oh, what's that? Oh, Stuff for Movie Buffs. Awesome. Yep. Tons of great shows over there. Yeah. Uh, Monday through Friday, a new episode, I believe. Oh, Why Am I Laughing? Another great one. Yep. It was a Bill Murray episode, I think, uh, of Why Am I Laughing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Podtyrant.com or at Podtyrant on Twitter. Great stuff. Cool. Uh, All right, so music for this episode comes courtesy of the Quick Change score or soundtrack, if I can find something like that. But uh, Mm -hmm. in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Tyler, again, not sure when I'll be talking to you again on the air, uh, but... Uh, let's Lots of failed ideas to shuffle through. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have confidence that we will uh, reunite in podcast form uh, in some point in, in the future, uh, whether it's this show or some other. So I would say yeah, to follow us. Like a Twin Peaks podcast or something. Maybe. Back? Oh, it's back, baby. It's it's oh. full on back right now. It's like oh, eight dang. episodes into the return, and it is insane right now. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, you can actually read my uh, recaps and reviews of Twin Peaks up, up at Slash Film. I've become the de facto Twin Peaks expert of the site because I'm the only person who's actually seen the show there. So I'm sort of flailing because I'm far from somebody who, you know, watched the show back in the day and has been obsessed with it for 20 years or whatever. But I definitely have seen all the episodes. So I'm trying to wrap my mind around what the hell David Lynch is doing there. But uh, in any case, that's going to bring us to the end of this month's show. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you maybe sometime in the future. show is part of the pod tyrant network for more podcasts interviews and content visit podtyrant.com